On today's podcast, we have Lindsay Thomas. She is from Garland Bags. Join me today as we celebrate Lindsay. How was the game? We won. Oh, you did? And it was your little girl playing soccer? At basketball. Oh my gosh. My daughter tried to play basketball. <laughs> She's a little nugget. And the very first like practice, they do, it would be, you have a 30 minute practice and a 30 minute scrimmage. Uh-huh. And she got hit in the face with the ball, oh, like dear. in the nose. And she's like, I'm done. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Being hit in the face with a ball is no picnic. Oh, uh-uh. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> needless to say, that was short lived, her love with basketball. And then she said, I think I want to go back to swimming. yes not much happening to the face there well we're we're trying a lot of different sports we're not connecting to very many um but I have told her she has to stay involved in team sports for at least some period of time because it's important to you know her development and she says well how long when when, (laughs) how long do I have to be involved and I have I have no clue. I haven't even thought that far. I'm like until I say otherwise. So until <laughs> exactly. See, I didn't want to put her in anything. You know, I would see all these parents running around to all these practices on their days off and I thought, "Oh, that sounds terrible. I don't want to sit and sweat in my lady bits at some baseball game for 8 hours on a Saturday. That doesn't sound like fun." So yeah. I never pushed it. Now I'm like, "Oh, I just shot myself in the foot because you know, it Produces endurance, team building, problem solving, relationship building, grit, and, you know, so. Well, I, also, I can't I stand having to go do that on my weekends, too, so. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I have a girlfriend, and her two little boys play baseball, and she's a wonderful baseball mom, and I am just thank the Lord that I don't have oh, to do that. Oh, Okay. I have that. My son is 12 and is on a tournament travel baseball team. Oh, but how do you do it? I, well, I sort of don't. I mean, I sort of, I only halfway do it. Um, my husband grew up playing baseball. And so it was really his desire to get our son involved at this level. And when it was being discussed, my, my thing was, you know, I'm not, this is not what I want to do. Um, so if y'all want to do it, it, you're in charge and I will be there as much as I can. But, you know, Beetle and I have, you know, our own lives and whatever. So I'm not going to make her spend her entire weekend for seven months at a time, you know, in Columbia or in wherever, you know, at a ball field the whole weekend. We'll do that when the tournaments are local and easily drivable, but then everyone understands we're not always going to be there. And so that's kind of how we've structured it. Like my son's always there and my husband's always there, but Beetle and I are there some and not there some, you know? Okay. What's your daughter's name? Oh, well (laughs) it's Bree, but well, her actual name is Breeden. And then the plan was to call her Bree. And that's kind of what they call her at school. But when she was born, my son was two and he just kept calling her Beetle and it stuck. And I mean, I don't know who Brie is. That is not, I call her that once every three months when I'm referring to her, but I, she is Beetle to me and to most of us. So (laughs) I call my daughter Meow Meow. (laughs) 
And she I finally see. looked at me when she turned 11 and she's like, will you please stop calling me meow meow? And <laughs> no. I said, what do you want me to call you? Rough, rough? Like, yeah. This is I, your name now. I'm sorry. I didn't I choose like, it. It happened. She goes, I want you to call me Kate. I want to go by my middle name. Kate. Oh, and that I'm is like, a nice name. I'm like, oh, gracious. Well, I knew that was coming because my name is Jennifer Faith. And, and everybody in 1977 had the name Jennifer, yeah. Jessica, or whatever. And so when we moved from Fort Worth to Trophy Club when I was in the eighth grade, I don't even think I discussed it really with my parents. I went in when they checked me into the new school and I said, oh, no, I go by my middle name, Faith. And I just told everybody, call me Faith. My name yeah. is Faith. Yeah. And I don't feel like a Jennifer. I don't even remember who that person was. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know you. Like, yeah, she she probably had like bad skin and a bad attitude. Faith is better. For real. Okay. Can Your we metamorphosis. just do it? Are you ready? Yeah. I'm so excited to get to talk to you. <laughs> me too. Girl, you cracked me up. I swear. Have you met um, Allie from um, Willa Hart? Do you know her? No. Uh-uh. She has a cheeky, humorous side that I really love. And I feel like, I know I hold a lot back on social media. I don't, you don't get to see the full faith show. <laughs> sure. like, I just don't. And it's like that, and I don't discuss politics and religion. Same, 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 same. Crashes. Like, I try to stay out of things. So, I keep it clean. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Willa Hart holds it back a little bit. I feel like she's, I, I can tell. I know she's so much fun. I'm like, sure. I know we would all be sitting outside at the bonfire hanging out for a very long time. Yes. Do you hold a little bit back, too, you feel like? Sure. With, uh, yes. And, you know, that's because. You keep it a little bit more ladylike. Yeah. Well, I struggle a lot with trying to decide where that line is between entertaining everybody and being relatable and funny and then being unprofessional. I mean, uh, you know, this is a high end handbag line. And so I don't want to be so clownish and so crass yes. that I'm detracting from my brand. But yes. at the same time, it is not in me to, you know, try to paint myself a certain way. It is who I am to a fault sometimes to be completely transparent. This is what you get. I'm not playing games. I'm not trying to seem this way or that way. It's just sort of, I don't know. I feel like in my life, I learned somewhere along the way that it's disarming to the people around you when you just act like you and you're not trying to seem better than them or make them feel intimidated. If you're just you, most of the time it disarms the person you're talking to and you just get a better vibe. And so it's just sort of who I've become, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I know I keep, it's the algorithm, you know, they keep talking. Be yourself, be yourself. And I'm like, uh, I thought I was. Who am I now? Like, I mean, I know. Going through the, the legit midlife crisis of 45. Are you yes. going to name a purse after me? A face. <laughs> yes. Lost faith at the age of 45. What is, will she do? Will she come through it? Will she come out unscathed? She will. She will. And I haven't done a faith clutch, and I think it's time. I know. Okay. So, in all seriousness, I'm going to a gala tonight and just dawned on me what the heck am I going to carry because the only clutch that I have is gold 
gold, 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 like bright, shiny gold. And I picked it up at Sam Moon for $9.99, probably 27 years ago. And it's come out of the closet just a handful of times. I'm getting a clutch before I go to my creative conference in March. Like, I mean, I've got to, I've got to finagle that because I have to have something small and classy to carry. Oh, well, you're talking to the right gal. I know. I'm going to have to get on that. So anyways, you're obviously on my radar because I've been obsessed with your bags because the very first time I heard about it was from Anna Louise from Mm -hmm. Design by Dixon. Yeah. The Say It Southern Getaway. And I walk in and I see this gorgeous beauty and her name is Ashley Boss and she's beautiful. Hello, Ashley. And (laughs) I see her and then I see Design by Dixon's clutch, like this purse. And I'm like, where did you get that? She's like, oh, it's a garland bag. And then someone else goes, yeah, I have one too. And I'm like, what the freak? (laughs) I'm like, how do I not know about this? Well, the, the Say It Southern crew um, uh, is my people. And we went a couple years in a row. And I, so, you know, to be fair, I had been attending that, that particular event with a bunch of those ladies for a couple years and done pop-ups there. So that okay. was a good place to make it seem like I was a BFD, um, well. because those are my gals. So when I was, when I was Googling you doing uh-huh. my research, uh-huh. I've got to re-listen to that episode, which I haven't had a chance to do yet, but I thought, oh, well then I've already heard, I've already heard your story because I've listened to the podcast, but it's Yay. been like years since you've been on there too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. So just to dive in real fast, I must know, do you make the purses yourself? Like, do you still do that still or? Do you have a work? I don't. So I I did the first probably three years. Um, I did them myself and then it got to a point where that wasn't sustainable. So um, I've got two ladies here in Savannah um, who make them for me now. So it's Lisa and Rebecca and they make them better than I did and faster. And so it's amazing. It's been such a a great experience being able to keep the production of them close to home and small. And that was some advice I got uh, like a year ago. Um, I was talking to Emily McCarthy who is here in Savannah too. And she's just become really like a mentor. I mean, she's just a wealth of great advice and experience and knowledge. And one of her big pieces of advice was I really, I know it's easy to go overseas for stuff, which I do for my hardware, the decorative hardware on the front and like our dust bags and our mailing boxes and things like that. But she said, keep what you can in-house close to home because it just, you have control over your inventory and your production. And you, you don't understand how valuable that is until you don't have control over those things and something happens like supply chain issue or whatever, and you are at the mercy. And so I took that to heart and found some people here in town to do these. And I am so thankful for that because I can keep things really small. If I find a fabric that I really love and I'm not sure how it's going to go over, I can have like two bags made in it and, and just kind of put it out there and see. And then if everyone seems to love it, have another few made and just parse it out instead of having to commit to 50, yeah. you know? Okay. A few, I've got so many questions for you. Cause I really do. I love, I love your product. I think it's so beautiful. Thank and- you. 
clip is really well done. And I'm, I'm just really glad that you do it. Okay. So where did the name come from? Garland bags. Okay. So I started out as a pillow business. Right. Um, and at the time I was making decorative pillows and I was selling them at this amazing boutique here in town, Cortland and co. Um, and I was also making just commissioned pillows for a lot of the interior designers here in town. And as I was just thinking through the name, I thought, well, pillows are kind of like the garland in your home at, at, around the holidays. It's like that top layer that just finishes it off and, and, it's just this beautiful sort of, ah, now it looks perfect. And so I just said, okay. And it sounded kind of like a fancy old money last name. And <laughs> so yeah. I named the company Garland. And then when I started doing the handbags, I called those Garland bags. So that's, okay. that's where it comes from. Business since like 2001, right? Um, As you started your pillows. Oh yeah. No, not 2001. Let's see. Um, my daughter was born in 2013, so that's probably about the time I started doing like pillows. Um, I got, and then, I got, I made you older than what you were. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 2001, I was graduating from college, so this was all just a glimmer in my eye back then. Where did um, you go? At UGA, University of Georgia. Okay, can um, can we plant an ear? And Sarah and Courtney, that we should do the getaway in Savannah. I mean, oh my gosh, how fun would that be? I mean, you're there, and Emily McCarthy is there. Yeah. Like, who what else? else? What else could you need? I mean, seriously. <laughs> yes, that would be so much fun. I could definitely go to that one. <laughs> well, they they need people on the floor running, you know, when they get there, right? And stuff, and I maybe they already have it picked out, but I'm I'm really putting all my energy into. I want to go to a new place every year. <laughs> yes, I know. That's like, so fun. Let's go explore. Because if you're traveling out of state to go fly somewhere, I mean, unless it's like this high-end resort that everybody just looks forward to every year and it's a huge vacation spot. Right. You know, kind of like, well, I check this off my bucket list. Check this. Can we go to Charleston? Can we go to Savannah? Can we go to New Orleans? Yes. Can we go to New Orleans? I'm with it. Maybe not New Orleans. I think it's going to be too humid for that. Well, yes, but boy, talk about great food, great alcohol. <laughs> Although Savannah's a big drinking city too, so we're in good shape. Okay, I've never been, but my, one of my girlfriends went, and she said when she got there, and she's she's funny. Just I'll tell you her personality off the off the recording, and you'll <laughs> name a bag after her. And, Perfect. But and she knows how she is. But um, she said it was. She felt like it was very spooky. Oh, Savannah. Oh, yeah. She's like, it just felt like there was ghosts everywhere. It was so spooky. I couldn't stay there. I just couldn't well, do it. Savannah works hard to um, have yeah. that image. There's a lot of ghost tour, you know, business happening down here. I was like, whatever. They're already around you all the time anyways. Why you got to go to Savannah to feel them? I was like, <laughs> we claim to be the most haunted city outside of Salem. Oh. I don't know how you prove that, but that's, that's what they say. Do you have a ghost in your house? No, no, not unless it's like from 1995 and, you know, has bad taste in music or something, but our house is uh, not old enough, I don't think. But I'll tell you this, the house we lived in before this one was about a hundred years old 
was here in Savannah. And <laughs> those are kind of big ghost story from there was our son was like two and um, his room had the stairway up to the attic in it. So it had this door in it that let, and you opened it up and it had like, you know, the, the walls were like the slatted wood, you know, like you see in scary movies and, um, (laughs) and an actual stairway that went up into this creepy attic. And I will never forget changing his diaper one morning and we, I was talking to him and he I said, did you have a good sleep last night? And he said, no. I said, why? He said, they were talking and looking at me all night. I said, who? <gasps> and then he just pointed over to that attic door. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. That was oh, exciting. No. Okay. My palms are sweating right now. I know. And all I could think was, thank goodness we didn't make this our bedroom. <laughs> You're like my son, John. He won't remember. <laughs> All right. They can take Gail, but don't come for me. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you have an obsession with names and stories growing up? Like, how did you come up with this thing to name all your bags and give them these fun names? And let me explain why I'm asking you this. I'm the oldest out of four kids and 16 cousins. And I always wanted to have a big family myself. And I have one. So, and it, I didn't get married till I was in my early thirties and it felt like forever for me. So I would start naming everything. I mean, I, I would have, I had two dogs when I was a young, before I got married and I would, if I had plant, I would name the plant. I would rename <laughs> all my friends and give them names. All the boys I would date, I would give them nicknames. And so I was just upset and I'd have a list of going on of baby names. Right. Uh-huh. And then. So seeing you exercise your creativity with naming these bags and giving them personalities, just like it tickles me. I'm like, that's funny. No, I did not. And I was an only child. Um, Good. That makes me so good. Oh, yeah. It was great. I can't imagine having to share my parents' affection (laughs) with anybody else. It's all for me. Me, me, me. Did your parents spoil you rotten? Um, You know... It's all I knew. I don't think so. I mean, I, to some extent, maybe a little bit, but not rotten. I, they shared custody of me. Um, they were divorced and both remarried. So I had four parents kind of doting oh, on me. Um, and they would like, share me. What's that? Did you like the attention? I think, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, can you tell I like attention? Um, well, I mean, I know that you are a very good storyteller. Well, thank you. Thank you. I know- I, that, you know, I think I got the best of everybody because they shared custody of me one week on, one week off. Okay. And so, you know, I, I didn't really get yelled at much. And I, I don't know, my relationship with them was very calm and warm and close because, I mean, they would have me for a week and then they would have a week off. And so there was never that they got a vacation. Yeah. There was never that emotional exhaustion that, that I experience now, of course, all the time with my kids. Um, and so I think in that sense, you know, I just got kind of like the, the best version of their parenting that I could have. And that was really nice. Your parents get the opportunity to get you all to themselves. And then 
they get a vacation all to themselves. Totally. And one kid. I mean, it ha- does it get any easier than that? So uh, sometimes I find myself sort of beating myself up for yelling or something because I didn't get yelled at growing up. But uh, then I have to remind myself, well, you know, they didn't reach the end of their rope. There was one of you for only one week on, one week off. <laughs> That's right. so easy. Right. So, um you're outnumbered and you have them all the time. Yes, exactly. But to answer your earlier question, I was not obsessed with naming things. No, I, this really came about by accident. I had made one clutch in particular, and this was way at the beginning. And it was this. Um, so I had I, at the time was making um, pillows for uh, this really fancy company. And I was using... Um, this Hermes wool for them. And I had ordered the wrong color of it and it was my bad and I could not return it. And so I was stuck with like six yards of this Hermes fabric. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? So I made some clutches out of it and it was very cool looking. P.S. I still have yardage. Um, I still have not used up all of that yardage. You'll see it. Um, it, It pops up regularly. I will, by the year 2030, hopefully have used up all of the rest of it. But um, it was such a specific look that I felt like, I mean, I just kept looking at it and just seeing this sort of character that would love this bag. Like, this is the kind of person who would love this. And so for the first time, wrote this story about this bag being like a vintage clothing owner in Soho. And she dates like a rock star, but don't make a big deal out of it. And like, so-and-so is her godfather, Wes Anderson is her godfather, but like, don't make a big deal out of it. And she smokes cigarettes like crazy, but she swears she doesn't do coke, but she's rail thin. You know, it was just like this whole persona. And I got this really great response um, in the comments and it was so fun to write it. And so then I just started doing that. I just started writing these kind of personalities for all these different clutches. It was super fun. Do people give you material to do custom bags is that something that you're ever open to and in addition to that let's say I come across like this fabulous fabric and I'm like oh my gosh I gotta get this to Lindsay because I know she can use it for something you know has anybody done that for you because now I'm like on the hunt to find something that's (laughs) a rare gem at an estate sale and then like give it to you and I see right um you know I have done it before, but what I found was certainly with the designer scarves, things get messed up. Yeah. I mean, the process of making them, like we have messed up numerous scarves and it's, it's heartbreaking and devastating. It just, it became too scary to do people's personal scarves and, and people have asked a bunch and I just eventually started saying no because the risk is too high. It's just too scary. And then in terms of people's personal fabrics, it's just gotten to be a big enough operation that um, I started saying no to that too, because I found that, you know, I would say yes. And then there's all the coordination of getting the fabric in and then you get it and you've got to work it into your own lineup of things you're planning. And I would forget and then I would, oops, I would have it aside because it wasn't in our normal whatever. And then the person's kind of getting frustrated. And I just found that I kept dropping the ball on those. And I don't know why. I, I mean, I, I have no good explanation for it. But I was like, you know, these are creating more stress for me than anything. And I don't know why I have such a hard time 
getting them done and out the door, but I do. And maybe I just need to decide, you know, not to do these custom things. So for the most part, I've, I have stopped, although I have done them in, in the past. If Kathy Hilton asked you to do one, you would obviously. <laughs> so, well, I would think about it. You can think about it. Um, <laughs> if Michelle Obama wanted one, you could just. Think about it. Yeah, that's pretty high profile. Dolly Parton. I'd fall on my sword for them. Uh, Oh my gosh, what if Dolly Parton wanted a garland bag? Oh my gosh, that would be so great. It would be a bag of many colors. Oh! God, I can't a Dolly <laughs> see bag. what I did there? I know, right? I should. I should. The next super colorful one, I should name it the Dolly bag. I totally should. You should. You absolutely should. And um, I'm expecting to see a faith bag in the yes. in at some point. And I'll absolutely. go, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> What's my bio? What did she say? <laughs> I know. All right. And that's the other tricky thing about doing these bios. Yes. Is that I, I really don't borrow from people specifically. Like, because I'm too scared they'll see it and think I'm talking about them. Yeah, of course. And I would never want to hurt someone's feelings or embarrass anybody. Uh, so generally, they are either just characteristics that I just think of that I've seen, you know, and seen in movies or, you know, I knew somebody once upon a time who did that, but they would never, you know, it was 15 years ago or whatever. But generally, I'm borrowing from me. You know, I'm just like whatever the ugliest side of myself or just these flawed thoughts that I think we all have or little things that we all do or just you know, people who leave the buggies in the parking lot at the grocery store. Like, I P.S. That's not me. I never do that. But, you know, just thinking of like the kind of person who does that. Okay, what else do they do? Just stuff like that. I love the idea <laughs> of like someone who seems so perfect and she does all this charity work and she's so great and she's always volunteering at the school but secretly, she's this a-hole that, you know, leaves her buggy in the middle of the parking lot and can't be bothered to put it back. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to give you some material off okay. recording. Okay, perfect. And I cannot wait. <laughs> Me either. Girl. I'm running out of ideas. The, the purse profile thing has gotten way harder over the last few years. I just... It's hard to come up with stuff, you know. And sometimes I come up with ideas, but then I'm... I'm scared like, oh, you know what? I'm scared that people, I can think of a few people that might think I'm talking about them and I'm not, but I better not say that just in case. I have to get really careful about just making sure that I don't say anything that someone might think is directed at them. It never would be. I would never do that, but I just, I get paranoid. I'm a people pleaser, so I'm, I have a little bit of a hard time with all that. Why do you think you're a people pleaser? Is it like a woman thing? Because sometimes I think it's a, a woman thing. And then I meet other women that are like, who cares? Do whatever you want. Sure. And, I, and I think, oh my gosh, how did, okay. So teach me that skill. Okay. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning it, but I get it. I don't really know. I, I think it makes sense. If you told me it's something to do with being an only child, I mm -hmm. could see that happening. I think some of it just seems to come naturally to me. My mother is not a people pleaser. She's, I mean, she's lovely, but she is very much, who cares what they think? And, and then my dad, I mean, he's a man, it's a little bit different, but he, 
the whole time I was growing up, my dad was very like, he's never met a stranger. And everywhere we go, he's talking to people, he's joking around with them. He's just making them laugh. And he's just this really great, like meets people everywhere he goes. And I grew up watching that and really loving that vibe. And so I think as I kind of navigated my teen years and my twenties and found that I felt best when I was sort of channeling that spirit and being super friendly with everyone around me, it just, it's what made me happiest. Um, Cause conflict is no fun and mm. it feels bad to me. So I think I just sort of decided I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to, jump yeah. in and establish that really friendly connection with people before anything, any weirdness can happen. And then I'll be happier. And it's sometimes hard on me to be that way. You know, people pleasing is, is sometimes really tough, but honestly, overall, I, I really enjoy the way that I kind of interact with people in my life at, yeah. and, or people in the grocery store or whatever. Like I, I don't know. I've kind of enjoyed going through life this way. There's no perfect way to be. I think this makes me happiest, you know? Yeah, I get that. I don't, I don't know what the definition of a actual people pleaser is. I found out this last year that I was codependent and I thought, what the hell is codependent? I'm, I'm very independent. Sure. I didn't understand what that term meant. Yeah. And I I guess I'm just now growing up because I really thought I knew a lot. <laughs> well, I, I mean, really, I mean, I sat, yeah, I sat on my couch and I watched PBS a lot in my twenties, uh-huh. chilling out and having a good old time. And I learned all the <laughs> mumbo jumbo stuff. I really thought like I had figured out life and then stuff happens and your world gets turned upside down and you're just like, Oh crap. I got to grow again. Yeah. More character. What? I know it's oh. the worst, the worst character. I thought I was done, Oprah. Come on, <laughs> can't I be a guru by now? Come on, I know for real. So I love, I love seeing your purses because I do, I like pretty things and I like the colors, of course, the way that everything comes together. So I'm, I'm impressed with the product and the storyline, just like in it, a little addition to it. It makes it fun. I can see you coming out with little placards that come out with it when you package the purse as like the storyline behind the purse. Oh I know God. if I were a more prolific writer, I would do it for every single purse. You, sh- you mean, would. And then you'd end up with a coffee table book with all the storylines, with all the pictures of the purses and their identities. It would become yes. like a, a, yes. a gift that a little happy shop would sell. I know uh, one day it's been suggested a lot and it would be really fun. Um, to do something like that. But as I've said, I need to become a much bigger deal before I can make a coffee table book. Oh, you're going to become a big deal. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to end up being like a writer for uh, SNL or NBC or something. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, Wouldn't that be something? 50 year old woman becomes an SNL writer. Hey, <laughs> year old handbag designer. <laughs> I know, but they need it. Get those get, women writers. They need it. Yes. Um, where did you meet your husband? And at a mortgage office, we were mortgage professionals um, back when mortgages were just booming right before we took down the world economy. Um, so we met in like 05 
in a wholesale mortgage office. And it was like, what I always say about it. It was just like hookers and blow every day. Like it was, (laughs) the office was full of 20 somethings making more money than we had any business making. And that was back when like you could get a mortgage if you had a pulse and like, no, we don't need to check pay stubs. Who cares what your credit score is? Like it was insanity. And that's of course what the mortgage, you know, banking crisis then just toppled everything. And that was because of people like us. Um, but it was just expensive steak dinners once a month from the company. And like they would rent out the bowling alley up the street and do open bar um, the first Friday of every month. Okay. And like, I mean, how could you not fall in love with someone in that environment? So yes. um, yeah, so Travis and I met there and he was just, <laughs> he's so funny. He's very dry. Um and makes me laugh so much. He's just incredibly clever and witty. Um, and, but just understated, doesn't say a lot, a whole lot, but then when he does say something, you know, it's just absolutely hilarious. And I just fell in love very, very quickly. Well, I'm, I'm going to put y'all on my dinner list. I mean, <laughs> I go, y'all sound like a, I mean, do y'all just have like this fun rapport when y'all are together? Do y'all have like a little banter at all? Because a little bit, but Travis doesn't talk much. So, um, <laughs> well, that does very that quiet, <laughs> but he is very funny. I mean, he makes me laugh like nobody else does. So, um, so he's not the chatterbox. He's just no. quiet. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then you guys have two kids together. One boy, one girl. Beetle is the girl. Uh-huh. Gil is the boy. Yes. I mean, he's 12. Yep. This presence on social media. And I used to, if you scroll way down on my feed, you used to never see me. I mean, that was just not anything I did. That's not really our generation very much to, you know, get on. And like when the influencer thing started, I had a hard time with it um, just because it was like, oh, you know, you don't show yourself that much. That's whatever. And now we're all used to it. And I don't think much of it anymore. But when, um, when Instagram started favoring reels and it became clear that my still photos of my bags were no longer going to cut it. I mean, it was stark. It was like, why, why isn't anyone seeing my posts? What's going on? And, and my whole business was built off of Instagram. So this was serious. And it became clear we had to start doing videos and that was not something we were doing at all. Really the only option we had was for me to be in them. I mean, I didn't really know how else to make an entertaining video. And it was just me (laughs) at the time. So it was just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to have to become a clown. And it's just been a weird adjustment because it's, like I said, it's not really my first instinct to make myself the star of the show on this account, but it's kind of happened. And um, point being, I'm really putting myself out there. It's not comfortable. Even if maybe it looks comfortable, it's not. You, you always worry that, you know, being too clownish, too silly. I'm trying to be funny. Maybe that wasn't, do I look like an idiot? And so when people comment and they do, my, the people that follow my page are so supportive and incredible. And, and when they comment, you know, just a laughing face or you are so funny or I love this bag or whatever it is. It just, I don't think they understand how much it means to me and how important that is to me just to get that 
that feedback and that support because, you know, we're working hard to try and stay on everybody's feet and push these bags and grow this business. And this is kind of what it takes at this moment. And it feels so weird. So it's so important when, when people do take that time to comment, I just appreciate it more than they know. Well, you're really funny. And um, I'm scrolling your Instagram because that of what you said. And what I'm noticing, and I just shared it is the post of you. And it was, I think last, not this last November, but the November before that, and you have a red bow in your head and a knife oh. in your hands, like <laughs> we're going to catch you like cutting up a purse or fabric. Right. But what I want to know is I don't care about that. It's really cute and funny, but is that your kitchen? Cause I love yeah. your red lamps. I love the red um, light fixtures that you have. Thank you. It's so cute. Yes. That's my kitchen. I got those from Cortland and co, which I mentioned earlier. Oh. Um, Oh. And yeah, and they're okay. so fun and they go perfectly with my citrus garden fabric on my Roman shade in there, which is my very favorite print ever from Schumacher. Um, Cortland and Co. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to follow them. I got to, I got to get to know them. Oh yeah. Um, they're amazing. I love those lanterns. They're Me too. So Thank cute. You. Thank you. So that's your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that you had a, what you had. Oh, um, this Roman shade in there that is Schumacher citrus garden fabric, oh. kind of the set the tone for my kitchen and my family room that, that sort of adjoins, um, this, that those colors are kind of all over. It's just my favorite. Print it's really ever. cute. Thank I you. was going to ask you like, Hey, we need to get you some wallpaper or something in that kitchen. But knowing that you have, um, that print somewhere makes me really happy. Yes. I've also got it on a cornice board over the French doors that sort of face on the opposite, um, side of the room. And I've got doors that are painted red underneath this oh. cornice board covered in that fabric. It's a real statement wall, you would say. I love it. I love it. Um, now, are you going to go to the getaway, the state Southern getaway this coming up here or no? I would love to. I hope so. I'm not sure yet if it's going to work out. My my schedule is very complicated by apparel markets. Um, okay. So we started about a year, a little over a year ago, doing wholesale officially, like going to the apparel markets in Atlanta. And um, I've got two um, co-workers Emmy and Jana, and you see Emmy a lot in my videos, and Jana's the one usually filming. She does not like to be in them, although we occasionally force her to show up in them. But um, <laughs> between the three of us, we kind of get those those shows going, but it's us showing up and being there, and it's a week long, and we're all moms with, you know, kids at home, and it's just really hard to try and balance all that out. And my kids hate it when I travel. So I just have to be very, very judicious with what I'm going out of town for. I'm trying to find people to help me man these apparel markets because we are adding Dallas now. And, you uh, are? Well, yes. Do, yes, girl. I'm, I'm in Dallas. So if y'all, if y'all do a Dallas, if you do come here, please let me know because I'll come out. Oh, I would love it. Yeah, I'll be there in March, in late March, actually, for my first Dallas Apparel show. So you are? Yes. Yes. Let's get together. Okay. Yes, girl. 
Yes. Are you going to, so you're going to be here and you'll stay for a while. Yep. I'll be there like Sunday and leave Friday. What are the dates? It'll, I'll get there March 19th and leave the 24th. Perfect. Because I'm going to the New England Coastal Creative and that's the following week. Oh yeah. And the following week is the Atlanta apparel market. So Jana and her sister are going to man our station there so that I don't have to be gone for two weeks straight. Um, Yes. Tell me when you're, when you're there and I can bring you lunch or something that way you don't starve. I can make you a charcuterie or something. I don't know what you eat. That, well, I eat anything and everything, but you definitely don't have to cart a charcuterie board down to the <laughs> Dallas apparel place. You obviously don't know me because I totally would. I would totally <laughs> so sweet. Or just take um, you lunch somewhere. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. I know. So yeah, that, that travel schedule is probably my biggest challenge right now. Just trying to be mom. And because the whole reason I started all of this, I left office work nine to five to be self-employed simply so that I could be home more. It was when I was having my daughter and I just decided I mean, the job I had at the time was really intensive and there was a decent amount of travel involved. And I, I mean, most of it was in Atlanta. And so I was taking my son with me or I was going there and back in a day or, and it, it just wasn't sustainable. And so I decided to start a business and that was scary. And my husband wasn't super thrilled with, you know, the dramatic cut in income. But, um, you know, now I find myself having built this thing into something that has me traveling again. And although it's exciting and it's totally different when it's your business and you're traveling to build it and it's, it's making a big difference in the success of the business at the same time, I need to keep my eye on the prize and that prize was achieving some kind of work-life balance. And so we have that work-life balance beautifully most of the time, but this, this sort of travel schedule with wholesale shows is the, the wrench. So we have to sort of figure out a way to, to do that. So super long answer to, if I'm going to say it Southern getaway, I want to, I just need to. (laughs) that I'm not already traveling too much at that time, you know? You, yeah, I get it because that's the reason why I didn't go to the Southern Sea was because I I just did the, well, it felt like, you know, yeah. in September I went to Fairhope, Alabama and then in right. March I'm going to Newport, Rhode Island. Right. So I just felt like after the craziness of the holidays, that wasn't something that I wanted to push this year. Yeah. Now I'll start prepping him for next year. <laughs> yes. I know exactly. I, I really want, I want to go to both that and the Southern Sea. I went to Southern Sea a few years ago and it was a great experience. Although I didn't know anyone, my business wasn't to the point that it is now. It would be a completely different experience for me now. And I think really beneficial, but it always happens the same week as Atlanta apparel market. So uh, I've missed it the last couple of years, but if I am successful in finding somebody to do this for me next year, then I may be able to go. So we'll see. Well, when you come to Dallas, definitely reach out to me. I'll come out. And then if you love me and I love you, then you can just <laughs> me and then I can just help you. I can just be your Dallas girl. Oh my God. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Okay. <laughs> so you have been in Garland Bags has been in Traditional Home, Good Grit Magazine, Savannah Magazine, The Magazine, Martha Stewart Weddings, and Southern Home. Mm-hmm. So can we just give you like, oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you should feel good about yourself. You should feel really good about yourself. I do. I do. And that is certainly with help from, um, Patricia Marish, who is, who does my PR stuff. She works really hard to try and, and get our visibility going. And I appreciate that her efforts so much. And yes, it feels fantastic. It feels great to have been recognized in those ways. And, you know, I suffer from imposter syndrome, just like most of us do, um, from time to time. And so when you do get recognition in print, especially, from established publications that you've been, you know, reading for most of your life. It's, it's an incredible attaboy, you know? It is. It's good. Do you have clippings of the printables that you have? I mean, do you have the magazine clippings saved? I do. And I have a stack of the magazines in my office and my plan is to get frames and, you know, frame them and hang them up in our new office. Um, but That's you know, it's getting exciting. things framed is expensive, so I'm parsing that out. <laughs> yeah, just go to just go to IKEA for that. It'll be fun. Yes, nobody, yes. Nobody true. has to know about that. Okay, so what are the paint colors in your house? Do you know them? Yes. So the Yay! two primary um, paint colors are Veil Mist. Okay. Um, which is a Benjamin Moore, I believe. Okay. And that's in my, like, when you first walk in, we've got sort of the tall ceiling, vaulted ceilings, somewhat open concept. Um, so you'll first come into my dining room and my formal living room. That is all veil mist. It, it could be Sherwin-Williams. It doesn't I should have looked like, that. It okay. doesn't sound like a Sherwin color because I usually have them all memorized. Okay. Okay. So, so sound- pretty sure it's a BM. <laughs> ah, yes, it is. Yes. Uh-huh. And then um, uh, sea salt is, oh. yeah, oh, is, well, is my salt. kitchen. Well, sea salt is Sherwin color. Well, veil mist. V A L E, I think. V A L E mist. Oh, it's Benjamin Moore. Ah, so yeah, I just I, I switched it up. Um, at, when, when we moved into our house, everybody was using sea salt down here. And, um, yeah. And Aww. for me, it's just, it kind of like works. I mean, it's not a white or anything like that, but I kind of put it up in our house and then felt like I could decorate however I wanted with it there. So I just went into these primary colors, like reds and blues and yellows with sea salt on the wall and it's all kind of been fine. <laughs> sea salt plays really well with others. It's a blue, green, gray color. Uh-huh. And my primary bedroom is sea salt and my studio is sea salt. Nice. And my daughter's bathroom is sea salt. It, so I did replay it, but I love it. It's probably my most favorite paint color ever. Nice. Okay, it, good. Well, then I'm in good company. It, it, I've seen it in places where it just looks really sad and it surprises me. So, um, but it's, it's a peaceful color. It and is. Mm-hmm. And I love it how you made it poppy. That makes me so happy because if I ever wanted to change my color wheel and go brighter, then you kind of give me permission to do that. Yeah, I I went with this, you know, color scheme based on that fabric without a second thought to what my wall color was. So I think that's a testament to sea salt. 
Well, and just so you know, yes, your son Gil is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think it's good that he's not having a good time right now because the Lord really needs to humble him. (laughs) I can feel like he's not that cute and like he's not that great because. You know what? We have said that actually, you know, my girlfriends and I have talked about that. And as hard as it is for to watch him, he doesn't recognize that he's a beautiful boy. Um, He doesn't see it yet. He doesn't care. He just cares about his sports performance and how tall he is. And, um, but at some point he will understand that, that he's so good looking. And yes, it it will be, it is great that he has been grounded and humbled in some way. Hopefully he will not be insufferable once he kind of comes into his own. Well, I, um, I totally get that. And I hope, that he gets braces and glasses until <laughs> he is <laughs> like in high school. Cause he really, I mean, he really is just, I mean, it is what it is. Right. And you feel weird telling people, Oh, your child is, is pretty because you don't know their character. Right. And you know that a human is more than just the outer shell as right. your garland bags are more than the outer shell. They oh, do well have a done. God, what a segue. Ah, I love it that you knew what a segue was. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You do? Oh, my God. <laughs> what was your major in college? Advertising. Really? See, mm-hmm. no, I feel like I just gave myself such a short, like, options. I, I thought, I'll be a mom, or I'll be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, or a hairdresser. <laughs> and my mom said the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfits were pr- too provocative, that I couldn't do that. They were pretty provocative. Yeah. And I tried cutting my doll's hair and that didn't really work out too well. Mm-hmm. I, I landed on, oh, I'll just be a mom. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize like that's a full-time job. Right. Yeah. Lofty position, but not easy. Yeah. I think I would have been better served doing advertising. That's, <laughs> well, yeah. I wasn't served doing advertising. I, that didn't last very long for me. So I, I get so interested in everybody's upbringing and what their majors were and what brought them to it because I really just thought, well, I like to talk, so I'll get paid for a living. RTVF <laughs> it is. Yes. I'll be, I'll be an anchor or a reporter. I'll just talk. I'll just talk. Well, I've tried it all. I mean, I started out advertising and that lasted for a couple years. I was just doing ad placement. It wasn't even like the fun, creative part of advertising. And then oh. I decided that wasn't going to work. So I went, but I always loved interior design. Yeah. And so I went to work at the Atlanta Decorative Arts Center in one of their showrooms for a bit, selling this really high-end Italian furniture. Um, and when I say selling, that's in air quotes. Like four people ever came into our showroom and we sold almost nothing. <laughs> And then um, went to sell ad space at Jezebel Magazine in Atlanta. And Ooh, we've already so- talked about sales not coming easily That's- to me. And that was miserable. I was crying in the bathroom almost daily. I just hated it. Um, and then I left that and went to work at this mortgage company where I met this cute guy named Travis and fell in love with him and I was in the mortgage industry for probably a good five or six years and then went to work at SCAD here in Savannah doing fundraising. Oh, really? Okay. I told that's on my bucket list to take my daughter to go yes. at SCAD. 
it's it's the mo- it is an incredible school. I, you just can't even believe what she's built. It's unreal. I'm totally gonna like bug Courtney and Sarah. Like, can we please do it in Savannah, please? <laughs> yeah, SCAD has transformed the city. I mean, the city has its own charm and history that it stands on its own two feet without question. But SCAD came in and revamped so many of the buildings in the city. It's all over the city. And so it just has purchased property as it's gone, fixed it up, adds a little twist, which is kind of fun, a little bit of quirk, a little edge to its buildings, um, but gets them into good shape. It's brought so much sort of edgy culture with it, um, a lot of art, a lot of restaurants follow that culture. And so it's just breathed this breath of kind of new and exciting and progression into a city that's historic and charming. And it's just this really fun mix of new and old and culture and tradition. It's, it's awesome. I mean, we, we came here just to try it and we said, well, you know, we can work, we could work from home at the time we were mortgage people and we'll give it a year. And if we don't like it, we'll move back to Atlanta or somewhere else. And that was you know, 16 years ago. So, I mean, we love it. It's a great place to be. Are you originally from Georgia? We're from Atlanta, my husband and I, born and raised. But you don't have an accent. Well, my parents don't have heavy accents. And also, I'm not drunk right now. Oh, okay. If I were. Fun. I love that game. That's a fun game. <laughs> if I were, then mm-hmm. you would hear it a little more. But, you know, right, being raised in Atlanta, I wasn't surrounded by a lot of thick accent. And, um, my mom was from Atlanta. And so now my dad's got some accent, but it's not super strong. So, yeah. Oh, my dad has a twang. He's so my dad is real twangy and I do the same thing. I, my, my accent will come out real bad and people (laughs) think, I don't think I have one, but people tell me I do. And then you do. (laughs) And then I get told if I drink that it comes, it, so people stop me and they'll go, are you from Alabama? <laughs> well, I love your accent. I mean, it's perfect. It's just charming. It's not too strong, but it's there. It's, it's so cute. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Well, then I feel better. I can, I can die in peace. <laughs> <laughs> because Lindsay approves of my accent. I do love it that you like it. That makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> you should. I'm like, I need more cheerleaders. Thank you. Oh. It. oh my goodness. Okay. Do you have anything coming up that we need to talk about? And then what is your website? It's garlandbags.com. Right. And your Instagram um, is garlandbags. Right. And I don't know when this will be airing, but we have a big sale next Friday, but that may have already happened by the time this. No, uh, no, no. I'll, I'll edit. And I'll publish it next week. And I'll even oh, leave okay. that part in. They can know it. Um, yes, I will. Pub- it will be coming up. Okay. So we have a big sale on Friday, February 10th. Let me and, um, Yes. And that will uh, be 30 up to 50% off of all the bags on the site, which is <gasps> devastating to me. Um, don't ever want to have to have a sale. But as I keep saying on Instagram, I thought that I was a special snowflake in the beginning and would not ever have a sale. 
And then you realize you're never going to nail your inventory perfectly to what, what you sell and you will always have leftovers and you have to clear it out. So even I, my precious little snowflake business have to have a sale. So we're doing that on Friday, February 10th and email subscribers will get the heads up about the drop time because it's like our designer scarf drop clutch drops where like the, the start time there'll be like 50, 60 people waiting on the website, just refreshing, waiting for it to like go live. And then mm -hmm. they're adding to cart and it's just this frenzy, which is hugely gratifying to my ego, but also it just makes it tricky. You know, you got to really be on it. You got to get on there and get what you want and just like check out. So the drop time being announced to the email subscribers ahead of time is a big deal. So, um, Everyone okay. should subscribe to emails if they aren't already to receive that drop time and get the jump on everyone who's not subscribed. Oh, I don't want anybody to hear that. No, don't. <laughs> oh, no, yes. don't. Okay. I'm going over to my friend's house on February 10th. My friend's house that I'm going to, Jessica, who's amazing, is a huge shopper. Great. She would make a great bio too. We love friend. Jessica. Oh, Jessica is so funny. She, <laughs> I love her. I love her so much, but she, she buys everything. She doesn't. So this is her addiction. She doesn't, she doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke mm -hmm. like all that. She shops. And so when she finds something she likes, she buys it and she might buy it in two different sizes and in every color. And then sometimes she'll send things back and sometimes she'll give it to her maid. Sometimes she'll give it to me. Right. And I say, thank you. I don't say, Oh no, no, no. I right. learned, of course, yeah. I learned, like at the beginning, it was like, "Oh no, you what?" And she's like, "Well, I'll give it to the maids." I'm, no, I'll take it. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Of uh, course. Susan, Susan, Susan Shaw earrings. Last time I was over there, I said, "She goes, oh, I will have something for you." She brought me out a bobble stocking, Susie, Susan Shaw earrings. Uh, wow. She had what else did she have for me? Uh, I mean, she had uh, tea towels that were gorgeous. And, oh, two wool capes from Elizabeth Wilson. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Which, I love her stuff. Yeah. Which, to be fair, the capes don't fit well. But that, that's, a, that's, that's another conversation. But um, they do fit well on me. They didn't fit mm. well on her. So right. they fit better on me because I'm shorter nugget. And she's really tall. So I was like, score. I'll take everything. Oh, so, nice. Yes, well, yes. I need please to, I get Jessica involved on yes, Friday. Yes, and I'm going to a Galentine's Day gathering at 11 a.m. Central Time on the 10th. And Ooh. if I, I can, yeah, I can do it. I can set like an alarm on my phone. Rear, rear, rear. And everybody's yes. like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, it's a garland bag sale. Yes, <laughs> I want you to scream it like you've, like you just won the lottery. Dude. If, if you get me in, like Flint, <laughs> I mean, I can make it happen and, and I can record no it and make it happen. I'll, pimp, I'll pimp you out. Yes, please do. I'm looking for a pimp. Yes. I'll be, <laughs> I turned from the church to became a pimp. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, other than that, we've got, um, we do have a designer scarf clutch drop happening in late March, although I don't have the exact date yet, but, um, for everybody who's a fan of those, that'll be coming late March. So that's fun too. And then, um, we are looking to do belts 
pretty Ooh, soon. So. I'm going to have to start working out then. Ooh, yeah. Me too. You and uh, me both. Girl, I'm like an apple. I mean, I used to be an hourglass shape. And uh-huh. I keep thinking, well, now that we're wearing belts and bows around our waist, I mean, I'm going to have to start wearing girdles and get my shape back. God, listen, my tummy has got its own moon orbiting it these days. I've got to I do I love something. it. I love yeah. it. You're like, does anybody else have food babies? Yes. Yeah, all the time. If uh, I go out, if I go out to eat, that sodium hits my fingers and they become sausages. I know. As soon as I eat a carb, it's uh, like someone inflates a balloon in my stomach. It's awful. Okay. My friend Nicole had the exact same thing happen. Big, big, big stuff going on. And so she has to do a very particular I'll go through phases where I'd really try to do mostly fruits and vegetables and proteins and really stay away from carbs. And I feel amazing. I know that I don't tolerate it very well, but yeah, I but love it so much. I know. I mean, I can do like, if you said, okay, you can't have gluten. Okay. Well then I can do crackers. I can do gluten-free crackers. I can do corn. You can still do right. potatoes. So right. that I can do. But if you say you just can't have carbs that like, then all of a sudden I want a croissant and then I haven't had a croissant ever. And all of a sudden I want one. Yeah. yeah I can't I, live that way. And that. dairy really is my true heart. Um, but dairy also does not, I don't do great with dairy, but I don't care. I'm never giving it up. Is it more like a bloat or is it other, like you're, you wouldn't like, if I brought you a charcuterie, would you just be tooting or would you run into the bathroom? Or would I would not run to the bathroom. I, I, and I wouldn't even toot until later. Be, okay. it, it blows up my tummy and then everything's just trapped in there and, and it's just okay. painful and gassy and bloaty. And I mean, if I could run off and toot and relieve myself, I'd do it in a heartbeat, but, but it just swells up. It's just okay. stuck. Oh, this is good. I mean, remind me if I ever t- say, I'm going to bring you something, just tell me. No, but please bring me a charcuterie because cheese is, is my heart. I, okay. I don't care. Oh, I, 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 I'll take the L. I'll eat the cheese. <laughs> I would rather eat the cheese than look good. I, I can't stop. Yeah. I love you. I'm going to steal you from Dallas. I'm going to take you home with me. And we're <laughs> just, just for like, at least like a few hours or something. Perfect. Perfect. Make, sure, make sure you're, or hey, I'll bring the party to you. Oh, I'd love it. I, I would love it. No, but seriously, when you come out, just please let me know I and I will come out and see you. Yes, I would love that. That would be so much fun. Let's definitely do it. I'm excited. Yay. Yay me too. Thank you for sharing your morning with me. I know that you're a busy woman and you have an empire to run and with all the kids <laughs> shuffling back with, you know, all their sporting events. Yes. Well, um, just the one basketball game today, that wasn't too bad. And I have loved talking to you. It's been so much fun. Well, I've enjoyed it too. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Faith. Bye. Bye.